And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got a good crowd with us on Rumble today. Go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, and hang out with us. Also, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, please, and follow my uh, video channel. Get alerts for the live stream when it goes live and that sort of thing. Also want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com. All right. The DNC. The DNC was known for their their electronic security, <laughs> for getting their servers hacked. Um, the the DNC chairwoman at the time, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, aka Ramen Head, having a Pakistani intelligence officer, Imran Awan, hacking into into the system of other congressional representatives and things like that at the exact same time that she was chair of the DNC. Yeah, they've got a real great history with cybersecurity. So anyway, the DNC wants phone companies to police text messages for vaccine misinformation. So just just so we catch everybody up, you post things on social media, most of which have now been verified as true but were taken down. People were banned, they were censored, they were shadow banned, throttled, whatever you want to call it. The posts were deleted by social media. You got strikes on your account and everything else. Medical doctors who were treating hundreds and sometimes thousands of COVID patients a day, they were censored and taken off of social media. And yet, it turns out the stuff they were saying was true, but stuff that social media was pushing out ended up being false. So now, Social media, you can't post anything. There's censorship because of your politics or censorship because of your, your social beliefs. And then, of course, there's censorship based on pseudoscience. And you were told to go, well, if you don't like it on Facebook and Twitter or YouTube, and go start your own companies. And so we did. Gab, taken off of the Internet, now is back. Parler, taken off the Internet, now is back. We've got Rumble now as an alternative to YouTube. Rumble is still going strong. You know, it's, it got to the, where you couldn't post anything on social media. And then when you went to an alternative platform, the alternative platforms were taken down. And then all of a sudden, now they want to take away your ability to even send a text message to somebody because they don't like the content of your text message. It wasn't that long ago that Washington, D.C. was bending over backwards to try and tell you that they were not reading your text messages. The Democratic National Committee reportedly wants short message service, SMS, that's what your text message is, carriers to step in and police private text messages as part of a new push against COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. What misinformation? I'll give you some misinformation. Um, There are no negative health side effects of the vaccine. There are no serious side effects of the vaccine for those under the age of 18. Those are... Those are medical COVID-19 misinformation tidbits that have been thrown out there. How's, how's that? Can we, we censor that too? Can we censor the messages of anybody who endorses a 12-year-old getting a vaccine when the World Health Organization just a couple weeks ago said that they don't recommend that? Or are we just talking about picking and choosing again? I know that you know the answer. I know the answer to that. I'm just making the argument allies of usurper joe including the dnc plan to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work alongside phone companies to combat misinformation about vaccines shared via social 
social media and private SMS messages, according to Politico. White House officials are particularly frustrated with the characterization by some Republicans of their door-to-door pro-vaccination campaign, according to the report. Look, I don't think that anybody legitimately believed they were coming to your door to kick in the door and, and stick you with it. Okay? We were joking about it as if it was the census. You're doing a door-to-door thing and that sort of stuff. There's going to be touches that are door-to-door. Whether there's actual people who come to your door remains to be seen. We were very clear about that and we talked about that. And for the record, the three other hosts whose shows I listened to that week who addressed that issue all said the same thing that I said. Now, did people run with it? Yeah, you gave them plenty of ammunition to run with it. Why not? We're going door to door. They called it task force. You can't you can't say you're going to send a task force to your door and then get uppity when people start getting concerned about that because that's what they did. Now they're trying to say, oh, it's a mischaracterization. Yeah, right. And, and the gay chorus in San Francisco didn't talk about haps with your children in that song. It was just a joke. How dare you right wingers take it so seriously? Maybe don't tell people you're going to do that to their kids. That was a line in the song that I couldn't play on the show for obvious reasons. This is interesting. One example SMS message cited by Politico was sent by conservative activist group Turning Point USA, in which co-founder Charlie Kirk falsely contends that Biden is sending goons door-to-door to make you take a COVID-19 vaccine. Signed the petition to no medical raids in America. When we see deliberate efforts to spread misinformation, we view that as an impediment to the country's public health and will not shy away from calling that out. That's according to a White House spokesman, Kevin Munoz, over at Politico. And you got, you got Biden out there talking about all sorts of stuff that didn't happen. When are we going to start seeing those text messages? And I'm not advocating for that. Biden just lied again today at a speech multiple times. I don't know what to tell you. Kamala Harris lied in Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer opens her mouth and is incapable of telling the truth. Big tech platforms and corporate media outlets have consistently cracked down on misinformation throughout the pandemic, but in some cases, they censored or suppressed information that turned out to be true. Perhaps the chief example is the lab leak theory, which hypothesizes that the pandemic originated from an actual leak of the virus out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Major updates on that this week, too. Major updates. We got emails that Fauci said didn't exist of him knowing full well what was going on in Wuhan. So we have Fauci again lying to Congress and to the American people. Uh, White House is blaming misinformation for contributing to vaccine hesitancy and slowing down the country's vaccination campaign. Okay. Here's, Here's the reality here. Okay. Let's address a couple of things elephant in the room stuff over 90 percent of people over the age of 65 have been vaccinated over 80 percent of the fatalities of covid have been in that age group very few under the age of 55 die from covid and so there's a lot of people like if i'm not at risk of dying i'm gonna wait until the vaccine is fda approved has some longevity and we know that it safe because right now the reality is nobody knows what the long-term effects are 
for the vast majority of people, they appear to be okay. But here's what else we know. According to CDC's own information, far more serious side effects from the COVID vaccines based on this run here, based on the data set, than would typically be acceptable for any other FDA-approved vaccine. If we were having an FDA-approved vaccine that was out there, like, I don't know, an HPV vaccine, whatever, that was having the types of side effects that this vaccine is having for certain age demographics in particular, that vaccine would have been pulled market. That's a reality. That's not hyperbole. That's not me making something up. I read you the report from the CDC's website at cdc.gov. I don't know when we get to pick and choose which misinformation we go with. I would also like to throw something else out there. Who is primarily responsible for vaccine hesitancy in the United States? Go on, I'll wait. Insert Jeopardy music here. Who is primarily responsible for vaccine hesitancy? Could it be Joe Biden saying he doesn't trust vaccine that was made under President Trump? Could it be Kamala Harris who said that she doesn't trust a vaccine made under President Trump? Do you think maybe the entire Democratic political party, which pushed Trump is trying to kill you with a vaccine that has been rushed and not tested and hasn't been FDA approved? Could, could that possibly be why there's a large chunk of the population with a little, little bit of hezzy on it? Or could it be the fact that they keep telling you it's safe, there's no negative side effects, these side effects of heart inflammation are not tied to the vaccine. Oops, turns out that they are. The actual quote from the CDC was the heart inflammation issue was a much more serious issue than they had anticipated. That was their report. That wasn't mine. I just quoted them. So which misinformation do we get to talk about here? Beyond that, we are talking about private text messages. The moment you let them into your text messages, that's it. You're done. You are full-fledged Chinese Communist Party social credit score. Do you remember the battles that we had a couple of years ago about the NSA spying on Americans? Do you remember that? And the fight that happened from Obama intelligence officials and members of Congress on both sides of the aisle telling we're not listening to your conversations. We're not reading your text messages. It's just metadata, and it's not even American metadata. Remember all of that? Do you remember how we uncovered that you have these stingray systems, and these stingray systems do, in fact, read your text messages, and that even the South Bend Police Department's got one? They used to have one anyway. I assume that they still do. You remember going through all of that? It's funny. They keep telling you that they're not going to they're not doing something and then it keeps showing up. They keep telling you not to wear a mask and then you don't and then they say if you don't wear a mask you're going to die. They keep telling you that the vaccine can't be trusted because Trump is the guy responsible for it and then the moment they take over it's their vaccine. They rename it the Fauci ouch or whatever stupid nonsense. Fauci takes credit for something that he said just a couple of a couple of months prior couldn't be done and now they're blaming text messages for the reason that this is this is an issue it's actual basic
fundamental science. People are not afraid of dying from a virus that is unlikely to kill them. And therefore, they're willing to wait on a vaccine. And the moment the vaccine comes out and is proven safe when it's in its additional production runs on it, and COVID starts dying down into its normal, more infectious, less deadly forms as it's going to be in, in, in the near future, as we assume, based on the Delta variant, then people will settle in and be a little bit more comfortable with it, kind of like they are with the flu vaccine. And I don't have anything against the flu vaccine. Just that the last two times, maybe three, might have been three times, that I've had the flu vaccine, I, I got the flu. I've only had the flu one time in all of the years that I didn't get it. So I just choose not to get it because I seem to fare better. That's all. Not a big deal. But they're pretending, they are pretending that if you don't get vaccinated now, that you're going to die. There's another elephant in the room. Another elephant in the room here is that most of the people who are adults who are not vaccinated right now, most of, according to, again, the CDC's own data, most of the adults who are not vaccinated already had COVID. They already have immunity. Now, while some people who have had COVID chose to get vaccinated, and that's fine if they choose to do that, there's plenty of other people out there going, no need to. I have natural immunity now, which according to the international data, outperforms fully vaccinated people who have never had COVID. Now, of course, their argument will be, well, if, if you're if you have that natural immunity and you get, you know, a, a, a vaccine, that's just going to increase your chances of fighting off COVID. Maybe, but I don't really have a risk now. So why bother taking the risk of a side effect? Doesn't make any sense. And that always gets left out here. There's large swaths of the population that remain unvaccinated because they're already immune and they see it as redundant and unnecessary. It is an unnecessary risk for somebody to get a vaccine if they're already immune to COVID. doesn't make any sense for them to do it, so why waste the time and effort and take the risk? No sense in doing that. But they are, of course, pushing this and pushing this, and, and they're not pushing this because of public health. I mean, you're blind if you think this is about public health at this point in time. So they want to get into your text messages and then they want to get into your credit score. We'll talk about that next. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is an email message that I get a lot. Casey, what was that CBD place again? Allnaturalcbd.org. Allnaturalcbd.org. You're probably confusing it with the .com, which I understand. Allnaturalcbd.org. That's where you can get the lotion, full-spectrum CBD. You can get it in 250, 500, or 1,000 milligrams in either lavender-scented or unscented. I recommend just get the 1,000 milligrams. Just trust me on that. They even have three packs where you can save additional money with free shipping and things of that nature. So all of that at allnaturalcbd.org. The other one that I get is, can I get it locally? Yes. Go to any local eCigWorks location my promo code KC10 works there as well. 
If you run into an employee, because they're always, you know, hiring new people and stuff like that. If you run into an employee who doesn't know about my discount code to get 10% off, just ask to speak with a manager. The managers have all been brought up to speed. So you can go to any local eCigWorks location. You can pick up my, my CBD lotion. And again, it's allnaturalcbd.org. Promo code KC10. All right. I just I was talking about this on the, the commercial break on the live stream on rumble.com slash KC the host. You know, another example of how they manipulate things, like these articles over the weekend was like, 90% of all COVID deaths are unvaccinated people. Yeah, you think? Now, somebody who's brain dead and just operates on pure reactionary emotion, they will go, those darn anti-vaxxers. What they won't do is take a step back and go, well, yeah, um, wow, for the vast majority of COVID, we didn't have a vaccine, did we? You realize COVID, the COVID vaccine wasn't even fully available to adults until April of this year? So at the beginning of the March, there was over 550,000 deaths. We were approaching about 600,000 deaths before the vaccine was fully available for every, every adult. Yeah, you, you think that maybe there might be a disproportionate number of people who were not vaccinated who died of COVID since there was no COVID vaccine available? You think that might be a thing? Getting people to take a step back and actually look at it. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. So now Democrats want, after they want to read your text messages, now they want to go ahead and get your credit score. So this is in USA Today. USA Today reports in testimony before Waters' committee on June 29th, the Council for a group called National Consumer Law Center, Chi Chi Wu, a product of Harvard and Johns Hopkins, gave away the game on how her lawfare grifting group and people like them want to change FICO credit scores. Wu and her fellow travelers got a warm reception at a three-hour-plus hearing. So Wu wants the government to take over the credit scoring now, which in her magical utopia, according to PJ Media, would include response to public pressure without putting profit-making as their top priority. Now, I've advocated for FICO reform for many years. This is not it. While public agencies are not perfect, at least they would not have profit-making as their top priority. They would be responsive to public pressure and government oversight. They could also be charged with developing credit scoring models to reduce the yawning racial and economic inequality in this country. Oh, so you're going to change credit scores based on race now, huh? Wow. Wouldn't that be interesting if they got real sick and tired of white people owning property and just throttled their credit score? After all, we do have a lot of these folks going out there and saying, you know, if you are a white person and you own property, you need to give it to a person of color right now, free of charge. And look, there is a major problem with the, the credit reporting system. I've said this my entire career. I've highlighted corrupt example after corrupt example after corrupt example of credit score abuse that is designed to destroy people's lives, embezzle money from them, and scam them out of their hard-earned dollars. That's a fact. And I've said it before. If there was a candidate who ran on true credit score reforms, they would probably win in a landslide election. 
But now what they're doing is they're suggesting taking over people's credit scores and having the government do it and even adjusting the credit scores to to go ahead and and you know provide some balance in what they see as inequality in the economy and that sort of thing. We're look, the fact that and, and I know that this is a low ball, okay, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The fact that you have somebody named Chi Chi Wu pr- proposing something that is essentially a a platform for what we have we have in China with the social credit score is not exactly sitting well with a lot of people. Now, that's not an indictment of Chi Chi Wu. I don't know Chi Chi Wu. All I know is that I don't like what they're proposing here. But anybody who comes out of Harvard, in my opinion, is automatically suspect to have been at least partially brainwashed by the Chinese Communist Party because the Chinese Communist Party is a very large presence on Harvard's campus. So you start seeing things take place here that look an awful lot like what happened in China progressively before they had the full social credit score. And I start to get a little concerned, as should you. But make no mistake, this is reform is needed in the credit system in the United States, but this, this is not it. This is a way to subjugate certain populations while elevating others. We got more coming up. Newstalk 953, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 953, Michiana's news channel. In just a couple of minutes, I'll get into the founder of the 1619 project um, praising Cuba and saying that we really kind of need to emulate Cuba on a lot of things. We'll get to that here in just a wee little bit. In the first. Uh, at the beginning of that, though, we want to talk about a little bit of stuff that's happening in California. Interesting things happening in the gubernatorial race. Also, would like to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. So a judge is denied California Governor Newsom. Gavin Newsom. He, he, remember, the guy, the guy's governor. He's really a failed governor. Um... He's governor of California, and he forgot during the recall election, he forgot to list his party on his application. And so now he went to court to fight to get Democrat put back you know, on his, his ballot. Uh, so that way when people went to vote, they would know that he was the Democrat. Imagine being the governor of a state and, and being worried that nobody knows what political party you're with. <laughs> so Gavin Newsom... Uh, <laughs> He went to court after he forgot to put his party identifier on his application for the recall election, which the Democrats in the legislature have attempted to change the rules to allow him a, a higher a higher likelihood of being reelected in the recall election. Um, and the judge denied his request, so he is not going to have Democrat next to his name on the ballot in the upcoming recall election. California state judge ruled on Monday that Governor Gavin Newsom cannot identify himself as a Democrat on the September recall ballot, saying that he failed to meet the deadline to designate his party affiliation. Judge is correct. There's rules. So now what Gavin Newsom has to do is Gavin Newsom has to go out there, make all these signs and everything else where he has to make sure that he has Democrat in big, bold letters. Now, some good news. Although I am not hopeful, some good news is that Larry Elder has entered the California recall election. Uh, Larry Elder, conservative radio host, uh, commentator, 
one of the smartest people this country has. Uh, I was a big fan of Judge Larry Elder when you went into his court back in the day. I didn't realize who he was or what he did at the time. I just knew him as a TV judge. And of course, as you grow older, you start to realize, oh, this this guy's in my camp. That's great. So uh, Larry Elder has now entered the September 14th recall election. He officially did this yesterday bringing a well-known voice to the political right to a Republican field trying to oust first-term Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, Elder, whose show is nationally syndicated, is a regular guest on Fox News. He's dubbed the Sage from South Central on his website, reference to the area of Los Angeles where he grew up. Um, So I'm stoked about this. California is not going to be smart enough. He is not going to be, well, California is not going to be smart enough to elect him. I, and I sincerely, I have not hoped in a long time that I'm as wrong as I do now because Larry Elder would be so good for the state of California. But they're just, I don't think that they're going to do it. I just don't think that they're going to do it. But um, great news, nonetheless. Republicans are actually putting in somebody who is worth electing in California. Oftentimes when you get these recall elections, they... The, you know, the party doesn't have any idea who they're actually going to run in the recall election, but it's nice to see that Larry Elder is going to be in that mix. So if you are in California, I'm telling you right now, your best interest is to vote for that man. But it's it's California, man. I just I don't know that any Republican can get elected in a statewide race in California. I just don't know. it. I really don't. Uh, I wish that they would elect Larry Elder, but uh, they probably won't. They will vote for... They will vote for the white guy. They will not vote for the black man from South Central. That's just just California liberals for you. All right, we're going to talk about the 1619 Project and this old tape. Because, you know, we were talking about this. I know everybody else is too. But, you know, it's kind of interesting with everything that's happening in Cuba. It is kind of interesting how quiet the Democrats have been. And so I just wanted to play this soundbite from the the founder, if you will, of the 1619 Project, the professional liar. We're going to play this because she really praised Cuba on a bunch of stuff. I want to talk about that coming up on 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, protests continuing in Cuba. And earlier today on the Discord server, I posted a link, which was a video of an independent uh, reporter in Cuba being arrested while she was giving an interview on the news. So a television station was interviewing her on what was happening in Cuba. And then the, the uh, I guess the state police showed up in like a 1960s Russian car and they took her in custody and that happened live on the news. So they're cracking down. I guess they shut down the internet in large swaths of, of Cuba as well. Um, this time in an unplanned scenario in order to go ahead and prevent people from, from, uh, you know, getting video footage and things like that out to the rest of the world of the protests in Cuba. And this brings me, to the founder of the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Now, friendly reminder, Nicole Hannah-Jones came up with the idea for the 1619 Project, which is a complete and total lie. It is a revisionist history that did not happen, does not exist. 
Eventually, she admitted that it was never intended to be a serious representation of historical accuracy, but that only happened after it was already being taught in the classroom. That happened only after pretty much every historical expert in the country blasted the 1619 Project as being inaccurate nonsense. And only then did she say it wasn't intended to be an accurate portrayal of history. Only then did that happen, right? But since then, she's continued to go on and spread 1619 Project propaganda. 1619 Project stuff is still in schools, and it is directly correlated with critical race theory. Now, in a podcast back in 2019, we just want to remind you what some of these liberals were saying about Cuba since they're keeping their mouths shut now as the Cuban people are out there protesting. And the State Department can go out there and tell you this is a, re- this is a result of, of you know, issues with COVID all they want. They're not, okay, they're not protesting COVID. We told you that they were going to spin it this way. What they are doing is they are out there protesting terrible government. Yes, healthcare is a component of that, but they are saying that they're starving. This goes back years. They're starving, their kids are starving, and they're sick and tired of, of starving in Cuba. And that's the main reason that they're protesting right now, not COVID. So it doesn't matter what your State Department says in the United States. That's propaganda in and of itself. And you have to ask yourself, why do you think the State Department would be spreading propaganda that benefits the Cuban government and undermines what the protesters are actually protesting in the country of Cuba? Ask yourself that question. So this is Nicole Hannah-Jones. She's doing a a, a podcast interview with Vox, V-O-X, back in 2019, I'm going to let the interview play out. It's about a minute and a half. I want you to just listen to what she has to say about Cuba and racial equality. Is there Are there candidates right now or even just places that you think have a viable and sufficiently um, ambitious integration agenda? And if so, what what is it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that laughs at a lot right there. Yeah. I mean, one, let me just um, – I, I'm definitely not an expert on uh, race – relations internationally. Um, And it's also hard to look at countries that didn't have, you know, large institutions of slavery and compare them to the United States. The answer is probably going to be surprising uh, that I'm going to give, which is if you want to see the most equal uh, multiracial, it's not a democracy, (laughs) most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere, it would be Cuba. Cuba has the least inequality between black and white people of uh, any place really in the hemisphere. That's, uh, I mean, the Caribbean, most of the Caribbean, it's it's hard to count because the white population in a lot of those countries is very, very small. They're countries run by black folks. But in places that are truly um, at least biracial countries, Cuba actually has the least inequality. And that's largely due to socialism, which I'm sure no one wants uh, to hear. Which I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so no what, does that, what does that actually imply hear. for okay. imply for us? I mean, if you are if you're a candidate well, running and you want to have again, a, a genuine integration that agenda, is like Nicole what, what might that look like? Like, what do you think? That, that is what she's for? what she said in 2019, an interview with Vox, back when all the Democrats loved praising Cuba. Now, of course, they they've all got their their mouths shut, not saying much. Um. <clears throat> Kind of interesting that she wouldn't look at the economic numbers for nations that were run by black people. Kind of interesting she refused to look at that number. Uh, For those of you who do not know, in Cuba, 
Uh, the white population is actually declining, but it's at 64% as of 2012's numbers. Um, if you look at mulatto, it is just over 26%. And if you look at the black population, which is also declining, uh, it is 9%. Now, what Nicola Hannah-Jones did not tell you, uh, besides the fact that everybody in Cuba is equally poor and impoverished, except for the political elite, uh, what she didn't tell you when she, she didn't mention that, was that Castro and his ilk really didn't like black people at all. We talked about Che Guevara being a racist uh, many times on the show. We talked about it yesterday. So what ended up happening is a lot of black Cubans self-identify as mulatto now. Uh, they've inflated the mulatto numbers. And even some of the, the white population has now started to identify as mulatto as the, the Cuban... The Cuban psyche is trying to eliminate that separation. So they're trying to eliminate that there's multiracial people in Cuba. Um, if you go back and you look at the historical record when it comes to how Castro treated black Cubans, it ain't a good one. And it also is interesting to note that Anna Jones refused to acknowledge that a large number of nations in this hemisphere had way more slaves than the United States did. I'm talking about actual numbers like Brazil and also per capita numbers like many of, of uh, South America and Central America. They had larger per capita numbers of slaves than the U.S. did. They never want to talk about that. They never want to, they never want to have that discussion. But there she is, full-fledged. Yeah, we should emulate Cuba when it comes to, to racial equality because the Cubans did a fantastic job. But, but nobody wants to talk about it being socialism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all protesting right now because they can't feed their kids. More coming up.